it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. On the left side to Nugent Hopkins. Into the corner, McDavid to Nugent Hopkins. Top of the circle, left side. To Bouchard on the blue line, on the right to Dreisaitl. Looks on the right wing. Back to the point, Bouchard. One-timer scores! What a shot by Evan Bouchard! And the Oilers are up 2-0. It is seven straight wins for the Edmonton Oilers. 4-1 this afternoon over the New Jersey Devils of Rogers Place. That goal by Evan Bouchard in the second period on the power play turns out to be the game winner. Bouchard just on fire, now has an 11-game point streak. And how about the story in goal today for the Oilers? Calvin Pickard making his second start and third appearance as a member of the Oilers, gets the win. He makes 26 saves, a couple great saves in the third period, including one on Jack Hughes shortly before Evander Kane iced it with an empty netter. He gets his first win in the NHL since he was with Detroit on January 28, 2022. So uh, coming up uh, almost two years since Pickard won a game in the NHL, and he gets it done this afternoon. Thanks a lot for joining us. One minute after 5 o'clock, we're live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. The Oilers back to 500, 12-12-1, as I was saying before the game. They have not been 500 since, well, before they played a game. <laughs> they were 0-0 to, well, before the season even started. Uh, but they they do it today, Rob. Pretty good all-round effort, but uh, I mean, we got to start with a great story in net for them. Calvin Pickard, I was just saying, first win in almost two years and did exactly what the Oilers needed today. Well, it's funny. He wasn't a story in this game through 40 minutes, but he became a big story in, in the third period. Uh, the Oilers go up 3 nothing. Uh, Brat scores to make it 3-1 in the very next shift. Hughes comes down with a great, great opportunity. He gets Vinny DeHarnay flat-footed. He walks in and huge save on uh, on Hughes there by Pickard. At the end of the game, they pull their goalie. It's 3-1. Hughes again has a chance to pull them within one, and there was plenty of time left of that You know, if he would have scored there. Again, another big save by Pickard. There was only, I think, five shots in the first period for or something along that line, and three of them were very good plays by New Jersey so uh, it was a game that there was no room for error for Calvin Pickard because the game was tight for most of it and he didn't make a mistake so uh, good credit to him uh, the preparation uh, of being prepared for the first time that he plays it's been a while uh, it gave them a solid effort and what I, I see out of this too is I know there was a lot of talk about Jack Campbell coming up and I do believe he will be at some point but now there's no rush because the guy that is the backup here just gave you a quality start and probably earned himself another start. So uh, the Oilers played well from top to bottom, and you can include uh, with a big 
five stars beside his name, Calvin Pickard, because he was very good in this hockey game. Yeah, and the Oilers, I mean, they had a lot of scoring chances in this game. They, they were the better team throughout. Mm -hmm. uh, lost of chances early in the second period. Couldn't extend it. Bouchard finally got the power play goal. You get a fourth-line goal from uh, Derek Ryan. Uh, and then they actually scored two empty netters in the third period. Yeah. Though for the first <laughs> one, the goalie was on the ice, up 2 nothing. And I know New Jersey replied quickly to this one, but, you know, the Oilers did stretch it to three. And, and Schmid. Trying to try to play some puck protection it, behind it, the net. Didn't it work was out. A, yeah, it was a bad play by Schmid. Um, the puck got dumped down. And again, we, we saw this last week. Uh, or it might have been even last game. They all signed to blend in when Fogel came in and uh, forced a turnover to start the game against Carolina. Where it was an, a, a play that you're not getting to, but go full out. You never know what could happen. And he forced a turnover, and that was the game McLeod scored. Well, in this one, too, Hyman's uh, not going to win the race, but he continues in there. And Schmid... I don't understand what he was doing on the play. That's a simple one. You get to the puck first and you're a goalie, you just fire it around the glass. And he had plenty of time to do that. And then he tried playing defensive and then he got kind of got his stick in too tight. So he wasn't able to move it. And Evander Kane's like, okay, this is going to be fun. He goes in there and I, you could tell how out of place the Devils were because Connor McDavid was standing in front of the net by himself for, for a while. Yeah. No devil was back because they were expecting their goaltender to play it. So, yeah, I, I don't know if you noticed it, but after the play, Lindy Ruff, it was a long, long stare he put he had on his goaltender. Like, they'd already lined up at center, and he was still staring back at his goaltender. Like, what were you thinking there? Uh, when you were playing on the road against a team that's playing as well as Edmonton is, you don't have to be perfect, but you got to be close to perfect. And that goal right there... Uh, that was that spelled doom. That was the end of the night for the New Jersey Devils. They pushed afterwards, but they weren't scoring three on Kelvin Pickard tonight. So 4-1, the Oilers take it. That's a $400 donation to 630 Chet Sanders Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're filling the net with $100 for every Oilers goal. Don't forget sanderslanonymous.ca to get more info on delivery weekend coming up on the uh, 16th and 17th. We had Santa's Day on 630 Chet. Uh, on Thursday, so thanks to everybody who helped out with that. Uh, Evan Bouchard, 11-game uh, point streak, power play goal tonight, the, the huge, huge shot from the blue line once again. Uh, yeah, it, it's just a weapon that the Oilers have added. Uh, I mean, Bouchard, I think at times earlier, and, and you can't blame him. He used to get the puck earlier on the power play when he was a little last year and so where he would always, okay, I got to get it to Connor. I got to get it to Leon. You got the two best players in the world. You don't want to feel selfish by taking the puck away, but his his shot just creates so much for the Oilers down low. Uh, the fear of his shot uh, creates stuff. So if, if, you, if you fear a shot, you move up, so you take away the shot. Well, now you open up the cross seams. If you fear the cross seam passes, which the Devils did tonight, well, that opens up the one-timer from the back end. Uh, Bouchard, it's a heavy shot. I, I think they showed on the screen tonight it was 99.5 miles an hour. And I, I've played in the league, and, I mean, a 70-mile-an-hour slap shot hurts. So a guy shooting 99, when you're going out there, you're a little tentative. Um, so Bouchard, big goal for him. And again, the simplicity of his game nowadays, where he, he, he's, he's creating the offensive chances and the offensive plays, but he's not offsetting that with uh, poor decision-making. So he, he's, he's rounding his game much better. I think the addition of Paul Coffey behind the bench, someone that understands offensive defensemen, 
uh, has helped him. But yeah, Bouchard, big goal at the time too, because yeah. at that point it was a one-goal game. And the Oilers had not scored on their two previous power plays when they could have extended it. If they don't extend it there, the New Jersey Devils, huge life. Yeah. But Bouchard scores a big goal. So the Oilers go one for three on the power play. The update for Conlon Motorsports will help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. The Devils' number one ranked power play in the NHL coming into today. They go 0 for 4, and the Oilers' kill has uh, all of a sudden become a strength over the last oh, three weeks. Well, and their penalty killing has won them. Of this seven-game winning streak, there's probably two or three of the games that you can look to their penalty killing as the difference in the game. Uh, New Jersey is a very good power play, obviously first in the National Hockey League. they got some star players, and there were two power plays that New Jersey had where they couldn't get anything going. Uh, they had the puck in the offensive zone for... 40, 50 seconds and couldn't get a shot because the Oilers did such a good job of forcing the, the, the player with the puck uh, towards the boards, not giving anything across cross ice, uh, getting into passing lanes, getting into shooting lanes. Uh, good on them. Now, Pickard, Pickard had to make a couple saves, but for the most part, it wasn't one where you're thinking, okay, it's just a matter of time for New Jersey to score. I'm thinking up there, it's just a matter of time for the puck to bounce the wrong way and the Oilers shoot it down the other way. It's good job by their penalty killers and Bob and I talked about it. To me, I think a big reason is they now have consistent pairings going out on both defense and up front. So there's no hesitation. They know what their partner does because they've seen his tendencies over and over again. It's much easier to play with somebody that you play with all the time, especially in a situation like penalty killing where you only have that split second to be able to make the decision. Yeah, and I don't know how many of these were on the PK, Rob, but I'm going to guess a few of them tonight. Darnell Nurse with eight blocked shots and Vinny DeHarnay with six. Well, there's yeah, there's a couple that stung both of those. Uh, DeHarnay has made a name for himself here in Edmonton because of his ability to penalty kill. The other penalty killing was horrendous last year, and then he came up and it kind of stabilized it a bit. He's a big man, not afraid to put his body on the line, uh, plays a physical style of game. Uh, so uh, he's been good. At, I th Darnell Nurse, again, I, I, this stretch, uh, I, I think Darnell Nurse, I've always been on Darnell's side. I know we take a lot of heat, and he takes a lot of heat when we talk about him. But this stretch he's put together, he has been so good as of late. The play made in the first plate, in the first period, coming back. He simplified his game, and when he plays a simple game, you see how strong a player he can be. And I would love, honestly, to love to watch a race between Connor and, and Darnell. He's way faster than you would expect. Um, he, he was good this entire... It's hard. You look through their lineup right now, Reed, and it's hard to find something that isn't playing well. Their fourth line scores another goal tonight, and actually probably well, should have had to. I mean, yeah. he got handcuffed a tiny bit on the pass from Derek Ryan, uh, and then later in the third period, I think it was Hamlin from behind the net, hit Gagne wide open in the slot, and he had a chance. Uh, so the Oilers team that looked absolutely horrible at times earlier in the season uh, they're now looking unbeatable the way that they're playing because they, they can be used so many different ways and they've proved it on the seven-game winning streak. We're going to have uh, Nurse and DeHarnay share the fourth start tonight oh, that's for Jandell Holmes. Alberta's premier modular home retail. Calvin Pickard, great story. He's the first star. Connor McDavid, who 
like this is what's getting to be like again with McDavid. He gets two points, and we're hardly talking about him. And uh, and uh, Jesper Brat from the New Jersey Devils, who got their goal as the third star tonight. Yeah, one, no. of, one of their many dangerous players. Yeah, they, and we saw in the third period more of what New Jersey's capable of doing. I think the first 40 minutes, the Oilers were able to impose their will on New Jersey. And you always know a team is going to have a push. Uh, especially a good hockey club, and New Jersey is, and they had their push in the third period, and uh, the Oilers just, they would bend a little bit, they would never break, and when they needed the save, they got the save, so uh, this is a Jersey team, though, we're going to be talking about for a number of years. Only three players on their team tonight were 30 years old or older. It's a very young, talented hockey club that are fun to watch. Here's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. Given us a lot um, in his starts. I know his numbers didn't look very good, but I don't think we were very good and chances that we give up on the, the road trip. Uh, finally gets in after playing pretty well, and tonight I thought he was um, really, really good. And I think in the first two periods, we did a, a pretty good job of limiting the opportunities that we give up. Um, I thought we checked really well. And... Um, we had some cracks in the third period, especially after we made it 3 nothing, and that's where he really shone and played uh, very solid. New Jersey came in with the best power play in the league. Yes, you need your goalie to be your best penalty killer, but the work of that entire group as a whole, because you seem to gain a lot of momentum coming out of each of their uh, power play chances. Yeah, especially uh, too early in the, um, in the game, in the first period, where I believe it was scoreless still, 0-0, and they had two power plays that we were able to kill. And, you know, I think a couple things like um, Vinny and uh, Nursey had a lot of blocked shots, uh, broke up a lot of plays, you know, forwards, their angles. Um, you know, thinking about Brownie uh, checking uh, Hughes twice in the neutral zone, which is not an easy thing to do, and he managed to do it twice in the same power play. Um, no, I, I'm very happy with the way those, um, those killers are going. Back to your goaltender. Uh, clear you were going to have to mix it up at some point and, and get a start there. Uh, but you have a lot of home games right now, too. Why did you pick this one in particular, if you don't, if you don't mind sharing your thought process on why this one? Just kind of break. Uh, we had a long break. Um, Skins has been playing very well for us, and um, he had a long break. It's easy for him to play those two coming off the break and then after that now we're talking about having a you know maybe having a rest for him and uh the fact that we played a late game and then um an afternoon game it just just it felt like it was a good split for him and good timing it seems your team is doing a good job using the middle of the ice in your own end to help you know relieve pressure and break the puck out is that something that you prioritize and what would you say about their ability to do that so far here yeah, no, we want to make plays if it's there. We don't want to throw that puck recklessly into the middle of the ice. But, uh, you know, the night before, we almost gave up a goal trying to make a play in the middle, and we our centerman was there to break it up. I think it was McDavid. But it's, it's going to bite you sometimes. It's going to be, what's that guy doing? We made a bad play. But the we feel the, the good outweighs the bad. Uh, we feel that if we just go up the wall all the time, teams are going to be taking that away, and we're just not going to be able to break the puck out. We have to use the middle of the ice, and um, you know I think we're getting some confidence doing that. Uh, Chris, you talked after the last game about six-on-five play, and you had a little bit of six-on-five uh, today, and what did you think of that? Um, yeah, no, I thought it was all right. Uh, I think there was a couple perimeter shots that we give up. You have to give up something on a six-on-five. Um, 
I can't evaluate it if it was good or bad. I don't, I don't know. There's some things I liked, uh, things that maybe we could have tightened up a little bit. But I think uh, tomorrow when we, uh, or not tomorrow, the next day when we do our penalty kill meeting, we'll have some clips and review that six on five play because it's so important with teams pulling their goalies early, uh, four to you know usually six minutes depending on the score that you're going to have. Uh, at least nine forwards, possibly 12, that are going to be in those situations. And a question here. How early do you think is too early in the modern NHL? Like, we're seeing this happen, that teams are pulling goalies earlier and earlier. Is, is there a time that you think it's too early uh, to, 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 to pull the goalie? No. I, I know last year I pulled my goalie, oh, I don't know, 12 or 10 minutes left in the third period. Uh, but it's situations are different if there's an offensive zone power play or offensive zone uh, face off. Um, if you're on a power play, I think it's more beneficial to pull that goalie just because of the advantage it gives to you. Um, and you know, if you're only if you're down three or four, it doesn't matter if you lose by five or six. So I don't know. I think it's um, earlier the better, but uh, I think it's easier to pull early if you're organized. And the best way to be organized is um, starting with a face-off in the offensive zone. Chris, what would you say about your, your goaltending throughout this seven-game win? <laughs> I don't think anyone's gone through a seven-game winning streak without uh, good goaltending. Um, your special teams have to be good, and I think each night uh, we've won the special teams battle or at least tied it. Um, and then the goaltending has been really rock-solid. And, yeah, we want to... Uh, yeah, any team that has success needs good goaltending. Can you explain what a win for a guy like Calvin Pickard means to the to the dressing room, to the morale of the group? Pix is a very popular guy in the room. I think guys have a lot of respect for him, just um, the way his career's gone. and He'll spend extra time on the ice, taking extra shots, even though sometimes those goalies would rather get off and <laughs> uh, have a little bit of rest, but they know their role. And he's a good guy. Everyone enjoys being around him and he just makes everyone feel good. So, you know, when they have success, just like when they see a young guy who doesn't score very much and they score their goal, or they're happy for him. And same with picks, it's, they're, they're happy for him. Uh, Connor Brown scores a goal and then they just wipe it out on a goalie uh, coach challenge. What were you thinking? He just hasn't scored all year. He finally gets a goal and they wipe it out. Uh, I'm going to tell him it counted. Um, no, it's yeah, it was unfortunate. He um, he's impressing it. I think he's been playing really well. He's been doing everything defensively uh, well. Yeah, I think he's transporting the puck, getting into Leon's hands, so that Leon can make plays. You know, the production's not there, but um, I, I believe they'll they'll find it. So I'm I'm very happy with the way things have been going, and Connor's been playing well, and he'll he'll get some more offense down the road. Uh, and the Bouchard goal, that just emphasizes that low to high also works in today's game on the power play. It doesn't always have to be on the flanks when a guy shoots that hard. If you've got a Bouchard back there, it does work. But you could tell in the, uh, the setup there, McDavid's in the middle. He's presenting his backhand. They're very um, occupied with that, which opened up the lane. The low to high was an easy pass to make because they were so concerned with McDavid in the slot that um, allowed that shot to be had. And, you know, if you're going to have somebody take that shot, I don't think there's anybody better than him. Thank you. So, over here. 
yeah, seven wins in a row. That's that's pretty good. Did you is this thing turned around even maybe a little ahead of schedule, maybe faster than you even thought was going to happen? I I don't know. I didn't have any expectations when this was going to turn around or hey, they're they're playing really well. They're feeling confident, and to say that we fixed everything is that's that's not the case. Um, we still need to be getting better at things and. I think ultimately guys have bought in and playing well defensively. We're getting good goaltending. And um, the special teams have been definitely a, a difference maker. Thank you. Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Yes, it is a seven-game winning streak for the Oilers, topping the Devils. 4-1 today, so it's uh, tied for the third longest winning streak in Oilers franchise history. They've had some eight gamers and two nine gamers, including one last year. So uh, two off the, the franchise record for longest winning streak. He was asked about defending when the other team pulls the goalie, mm-hmm. um, which New Jersey did today with 4.05. Yeah, because it was a two-goal lead. Uh, they had it was their their number one line was coming on the ice. Uh, they had the face-off in the offensive zone. You're down two goals. Uh, to me, it was funny. At about 5.45 mark, there was a f- TV timeout, and Lindy Ruff called the goaltender over at that point and said, you'd be ready. Right. So you knew it was going to be an early pull. Um, I, I played in the minors, and Marty McSorley's brother Chris coached Vegas, and it was the middle of the second period. They had a five-on-three. His team did, and they pulled their goalie to make it a six-on-three. We didn't touch the puck. They scored. Right. So um, pulling the goaltender, it's it's. I've I've Mike Keenan. I've seen him do it in second period of games when they've been down by three goals. Uh, to me, it's a, a a tactic that you can try at different times to get your team going, especially if you're not creating anything offensively. It, and it it worked to the point they got a couple good looks, and that was where Jack Hughes had a fantastic play because they had the six on five out there. So. Uh, it was, I mean, the, the question is like, is there a certain time? No. There, you can do it any time. Five minutes into the first period, you get a power play. Pull your goalie. Why not? What the heck? Uh, but this usually when you're down by more than one, you'll pull your goaltender earlier. And we saw that tonight. Yeah. Well, and a few scores there. It's 3-2. With about 3.22 left. Lots of time left. And that's, that's why you do it. Is if, if you're down by more than one goal, no use pulling your goalie when you're down by two and then scoring a goal to pull you within one, and now you've only got 11 seconds left. Right. So, if, so you do it early to try to score the goal. They had their good chance, uh, but they didn't capitalize. So that's what, it, it, what you're trying to do is create scoring chances. It doesn't, you're no, not guaranteed a goal when you pull a goalie, but there should be at some point a guy that's open because you now have that man advantage. You have to execute on that one, and tonight Hughes was not able to. And then it comes back, and the game is salted away with the Kane goal. Oilers win 4-1. Whenever they get to five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. All right, we'll have more coming to you from the Oilers dressing room, and you can get in touch, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Seven straight for the Oilers. It's Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers.
Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chan. Pass picked off by Marino, get it to the middle, and Hughes had it knocked off. His stick comes back to ball on the left wing point. Over to Marino, brings it to the middle of the ice on the blue line. Gets by Fogel, Uh-oh. comes down the left side. To the left wing corner, comes in front. Oh, good save there by Pickard. Best save of the game for Pickard. Great left pad save. Save of the game by Calvin Pickard for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Gets his first win as an Oiler. His first win in the NHL since January of 2022. 4-1 over the Devils. Here's Pickard. Calvin, yeah, always uh, haven't played in a while. It's always nice to come in and feel like you can contribute. For sure, yeah. Um, can't put too much pressure on yourself when you don't play very often, but I uh, feel good in practice, and, um, you know, I wanted to just keep it going, and I thought we played a great game all the way through. Uh, very defensive, really good special teams, and uh, we deserve to win. Is it difficult when, like, halfway through the game you got seven shots? For a guy, do you want to see more? You're like, no, no, I'll take seven. I mean, uh, it, you see all different kinds of games. Um, there's games that happen like that, and, uh, you know, I think they had seven shots maybe in the first five minutes of the third, so um, they're kind of a uh, off-the-rush team, and, and um, you know, they kind of brought it in the third period, but that's hockey. Obviously, we had a lead 3 nothing, and um, that's going to happen, so uh, I thought we tightened up pretty good and, and uh, didn't give them a ton. When you sign with the orders, I think it's probably a, as a third guy, as an emergency call-up type of guy, did you think you'd get a chance to come in here and start a game and win the NHL this year? Yeah, you're obviously looking for that opportunity. Um, you know, it hasn't happened much the last year and a half. And, and uh, like I said before, you can't put too much pressure on yourself when there's a uh, few starts and, and, and few and far between. But um, I thought... Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks since I've played last, we've had some really good practice time, and I feel good about my game right now. So um, moving forward, uh, you know, this game's just going to, you know, put that confidence in my mind and um, just go from there. You've been around a long time. You've started in the most professional buildings in, in the A and the NHL at some point in your life. Do you get nervous anymore? Are there any nerves? Uh, I mean, when I'm nervous, I'm not playing uh, my game. Um, you know, I want to go out every game with a clear mind and, uh, you know, be prepared. That preparation um, makes me have a clear mind when I'm going out there on the ice. So felt good today. Um, just want to build off it. Seven starts in a row. So I just wonder, can you explain what it's like for somebody in your position, just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting, and then just get the top? What's that like? Yeah, you got to show up every day in practice. It's big. Um, obviously, I've been in this situation before, and, and uh, you know, when your name's called upon, um, you just got to go about your business the same way, uh, whether you're playing ten in a row or one out of ten. So um, you know. We have a really good goalie union here. Uh, Shorty's been great for me and, and Skins as well. So, um, you know, it's a good thing we got going right now, and we just got to keep it rolling. How much did it help that they played a really tight defensive game in front of you? For sure, for sure. Um, you know, they had they had their power plays too, and I thought our penalty kill was great. Um, but, yeah, five on five, there wasn't a ton. And, and uh, you know, a couple saves early got me into it. Got me into it, so um, but no, it was really good. And a couple saves late too. What did those do for your confidence? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when they pull pull the goalie, there's going to be uh, some looks, especially with a lot of skill over there. So um, I thought we did a really good job and kind of iced it right away. Are you at the point in your life and your career where you're savoring games like this? Like, do you are you not there yet? Uh, I don't want to think I'm there yet. No, um, I know I can play in this league. Um, you know, obviously I haven't had a ton of opportunities, um, but uh, this is just this is a good game for me to build off of, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what's next. You know that you're three and zero against Jersey. Did you know that going into the game? 
Well, that's good. I guess uh, I don't know if the coach uh, threw me in for that reason, but uh, no, it's good. Uh, I like hearing that. Yeah, uh, we mentioned that when we found out he was going to be the starter, two and zero against New mm -hmm. Jersey, with a shutout uh, six years ago. So yeah, Pickard, three and zero against the Devils in his career. Great start by him tonight. He was the first star as the Oilers win it 4-1 over the Devils. You're also going to hear from Vinny DeHarnay and Darnell Nurse, and we'll get to some of your phone calls as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. At center ice, it's broken up. McDavid goes after it inside the New Jersey zone. He'll get it across to Kane. He scores! Empty net goal for Evander Kane to put the Oilers up 4-1. Yeah, that put it away with 3.08 left in the third period. Kane with his 12th of the season from McDavid. Empty netter. Cam Moon on the call. Oilers win 4-1 against New Jersey. Seven straight wins for the Oilers. Uh, they're 12-12-1 on the year. What is this, 25 games? 12-12-1, oh, that's 25. Already, yeah. already, what a year. Well, there's been a roller coaster, hasn't it? They've had an absolutely horrendous start to a season. They put together, well, they're only two wins away from having the franchise record most wins in a row in a season. They've got players on pace for 50. they got a defenseman who's got a point in 11 straight games. Uh, it's it's been a roller coaster, but it's been a fun one. And uh, all we're seeing right now is what we expected. I don't think the Oilers are playing any better than people had hoped that they could play. I think they're playing right now what most people expected in Game One. It just took them a while, which is fine. I mean, if you're going to have your lull, have it get it and done over with. Unfortunately for the Oilers, it cost a couple guys jobs, two two coaches and a goaltender. But they are now playing uh, the way they are expected to, and that is very very good. The Devils' top power play in the NHL, 0 for 4 today. The Oilers came in fourth. They were 1 for 3. I set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it at 30.5%, uh, the combined power play percentage in this game. So the teams combined to go 1 for 7. That's just 14.3%. So Jason took the under. He gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Yeah, the the Oilers penalty killing messed that up for all the people that picked the over because right. the penalty killing was just so good for the Oilers tonight. you got to give them credit. Uh, the Devils had well, four times they were in the power play where they could have either pulled themselves closer or tied a hockey game and the Oilers' penalty killing was strong and really didn't give a whole lot of looks. And that is, a, again, this isn't, they're not going against a San Jose power play or an Anaheim power play. This is the best in the National Hockey League, and they gave them no looks. Uh, so good on the Oilers' penalty killing, getting it done. All right, we'll go to Big Bad Joe on the Certainty Hotline. Big Bad Joe, go ahead. Hey, you guys, good show again, like useful. Uh, <clears throat> what do I like? I have two things to say, though. The one thing that I say, I was one of those persons, you know, who was not satisfied with Donald Nurse. Now Donald is finally playing the way he has to play. He plays the way he has to play, and he, he, done, he is awesome. He's one of the best defenders in the league. And the second thing I like to say, like I have said before at the beginning of the season, they will straighten out the train, and the boy's going to bring the cup home. And we're going to celebrate. Well, that'd be a heck of a finish to a year that started with an 8-1 <laughs> loss. But, yeah, thanks, Big Bad Joe. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, clearly, clearly things moving in the right direction. Still a lot of work to do. I mean, basically two-thirds of the season left, but the Oilers are looking more like the team that we saw last year. Uh, Rob and I are also watching some <laughs> NFL here. 
Buffalo leads Kansas City 2017 with a minute 12 left. Kansas City had the ball, I think, just on Buffalo's half of the field. They got about a 30-yard pass to Travis Kelsey, who, as he was going to be tackled, threw it backwards and across the field, about five yards backwards, but probably 25 yards sideways. Yeah, it was a nice throw. To a wide-open teammate who ran in for a touchdown. I don't think that was called. I think he just did it spur of the moment. They lined up offside, Kansas by, City. The receiver had his foot too far forward. Like by about a, a foot. It was unbelievable. Like that, that could have been play of the year. Yeah. And instead, they lose it, and on the next play, Mahomes gets actually smunched. So, uh, yeah, an exciting time that went for, went for nothing for the KC Chiefs. And, and as for that caller right there, he mentioned Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse has been excellent. Uh, he is. Uh, he and the rest of the decor for the Edmonton Oilers are playing as good as they have in a long, long time. And uh, just a simple, simple game for them. Uh, just not taking chances. Just doing all the the easy plays, the simple plays, and allowing their offensive players to get the puck into the net and not have to worry about uh, giving up the odd man break over and over again. Looking at the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. First period, Predators up 1-0 on the Canadians. No score, Washington and Chicago. The Hawks are here on Tuesday. Kings and Rangers scoreless in the first period. Later, Jets at Ducks, Minnesota at Seattle. Sharks at Golden Knights. Panthers beat the Golden Knights 5-2 earlier. And I, I do want to give one... NFL score <laughs> uh, because the it's, world's most boring football game it, is that the one you're going with? Absolute shocker! Uh, the just want to make sure uh, the Vikings beat the Raiders three nothing, and their field goal was uh, I believe it was just after the two minute warning. Yeah, it was in the final. It was, two on, minutes. It was on the verge of going to overtime, scoreless. Can you imagine that? Okay, kids, guess what we're doing tonight? Dad just spent twelve hundred dollars to go watch an NFL game. This is going to be the best well, day of your life. It'd be memorable, I guess, if you could say you were at the scoreless game that went to overtime. Well, they, well, I, know, no, I don't know if anyone would admit yeah. to that. They're like, oh, my goodness gracious, what a waste of three hours of time. Like, seriously. But uh, we did not have a boring game here today as nope. the Edmonton Oilers had uh, a wonderful night. The New Jersey Devils had their push. But at the end of the night, it was... Uh, the Avatar is just a little too good for the New Jersey Devils. We have Sir Robert on the Certainty Hotline as well. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, well, well it's, uh, I want to start with uh, the play of uh, uh, Pickard today. I thought, obviously, meeting that first start in, well, seven games. But you know, I thought, uh, you know, like I thought he was really good considering that, you know, like the uh, – I guess I would say number one, having, you know, not played for a while. Number two, first two periods, not seeing a whole lot of shots, just uh, <clears throat> stayed sharp, stayed ready, made the saves when he had to. Um, you know, I think uh, you, you guys are talking about the, uh, of the, uh, like, uh, uh, how the entire decor lately has been, has been a lot better, but I want to touch on Bush a little bit. I mean, obviously his shot, but I just think, I just think in general he's playing that, he's playing that more, that more simple, that, that more simple, uh, a 200 foot game, if you will. I'm kind of just kind of wondering uh, uh, what your thoughts are are on that. Yeah, thanks, Sir Robert. Well, uh, Bouchard, he was the lightning rod earlier in the season for when things weren't going right. His name was brought up 
more times than anyone. And uh, a lot of it was self-inflicted wounds by, by Evan, where he would make the poor decision, where he would uh, pinch when he didn't want to. He'd miss his coverage. And it overshadowed the offensive part of his game. Well, he's, he simplified the defense. Uh, not putting himself in poor decisions and the offense is coming. Um, I, when you have confidence in one part of your game, it, it bleeds into the others. And his his offensive game right now is just bleeding into his defense and he's playing good defensive hockey. So uh, the Oilers, uh, for them to put together seven in a row, they have to be getting production and getting quality play from everyone throughout their lineup. And they have. So it's been really, really good. 4-1, the Oilers take it over the New Jersey Devils. And, and Bouchard, like, he has more of those shots where you mentioned the velocity. You, mm-hmm. you feel like if it doesn't hit the goalie and it's on net, it's in. Yep, 100%. I mean. hey, the goalie's not stopping it. It's hitting him or it's missing. Uh, he does a very good job of getting pucks past the, the, the first wave. Um, and uh, t- tonight, it's just it, I know that we tried talking, explaining it at the end of... Uh, the the second period and then Chris Knobloch talked about the fact that there was so much attention on Connor McDavid and rightfully so on the power play that he pulled down the high forward now all of a sudden the high forward's down in the defensive zone, Bouchard's wide open, when Bouchard's wide open uh, and has that much time I mean it's hard to get in front of and there's fear, it's one thing to block a shot when you're five feet away from it, it's another thing to block a shot when you are 25 feet away from it. Those hurt way more. So uh, Bouchard is just given a great power play. <laughs> One more great weapon. All right. Oilers win it f- uh, 4-1. You're going to hear from Vinny DeHarnay and Darnell Nurse. This is Hartlett Ford, Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chance. A W7 in the streak column for the Edmonton Oilers. They're now 12-12-1 on the season. 4-1 win over the Devils this afternoon. Ryan, Bouchard, McDavid, and Kane, the goal scorers. The Devils have their three-game winning streak snapped. They have won six of their last eight. They're now 14-11-1 on the season. Rob and I camped out here at Studio 99, and we have Brian on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Brian. Go ahead. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, well, again, you know, I'd like to kudos to the Oilers uh, for uh, being the team that we all knew that they actually are, and uh, they're playing so much better in front of the net right now. And I think that's uh, that's been a key to their uh, to their seven game win streak. But uh, I've got I'd like to pose a question to uh, both you, uh, Reed, and uh, as well as Rob, and uh, just get your opinion on this. And and that's in regards to the NHL awards. You know, there's five awards that arguably. Uh, forwards will win, two goalies will win, and but only one for defense. And nine out of ten, well, I'd say ninety-nine out of nine, uh, uh, ninety-nine out of a hundred times, it's going to be a, the best or one of the best offensive defensemen that actually wins the the trophy. And I, I feel that one of the key components uh, to a strong team is having those shutdown defensemen, those defense, those actual defensive defensemen. And uh, they'll never have a, a chance to to win, you know, any of the the hardware. Right. Now, that's a good point. It is. I mean, they have the. Uh... 
the Selkie, which is for the best defensive forward. So it's not as though there isn't a precedent has been set for giving a defensive player a, an award. So, yeah, 100%. I think that'd be a great idea. Uh, there's, I mean, last year Eric Carlson was the runaway winner for the the Norris and, and deservedly so with a hundred point season. But you wouldn't call him a strong defensive player. Uh, playing the defensive position. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, a great idea. Uh, there's a lot of great defensemen around the National Hockey League that aren't going to put up the point totals but are vitally important to to the team's success. So, yeah, I think that'd be... Uh, if, the, if, the, or, excuse me, if the NHL decided to expand their awards, I think that would be the first one that they would want to do. Yeah, it's an interesting argument, and we've talked about this before. The Selkie often goes to a good... Two -way defensive player. forward who also gets a lot yeah. of points. I mean, if it was just purely checking, <laughs> penalty killing, face-offs, then, then you wouldn't say, well, he doesn't need to have a lot of points. Does he do those things well? And now, he was on an awful team. Eric Carlson, you know, had 101 points and was minus 26 last season. Yeah. I, but he had so many points, it's like, well, he was he's so, the best defenseman. The minus 21, I bet you could get rid of about... 15 of those would be empty net goals that he was on for. Yeah, probably. Because they were losing in every game, so they were pulling the goalie. Uh, he had uh, an incredible season, but yeah, there are there are really good defensemen out there that are overlooked when it comes to the Norris, simply because they don't have the point total, but they're just as important to their coaching staff and their teammates of what they're capable of doing of shutting down the other team's best players. Well, this guy was important tonight for the Oilers with six blocked shots. It's Vinny DeHarnay. Really confident in how your group's playing defensively. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome to see. Obviously, uh, the start was not great uh, of our season. Uh, that's not what we wanted. We worked a lot. Uh, we did a lot of video. Uh, it's, a, it's a team commitment, not just the D men, not just the forwards, not just the goalies. Everyone together, the coaches too. So it's uh, it's it's really fun to to see our team play the way we're we're playing. Uh, so you're a guy who who kind of you know spent some time in the minors, had to work to get up here, and you see a guy like Calvin have a moment like this. What's What's that like? Oh, for it's guy? so awesome. Like every save he's made, he's made some really big saves, like at the end there. Um, and he's such a good guy on uh, on on and off the ice, and he's always smiling. And I don't think he's in a he's, in a, he's kind of in a in a tough uh, position right now. And you know he hasn't played that much, and he works so very hard on the ice. And uh, to see him get a, a big win uh, like that against a, a very good team, uh, it's, it's it's really awesome. You guys have been playing really well defensively, but having him back there was that just maybe the little added incentive because this was a really tight defensive yeah, performance. Yeah, for sure. Like, he, he's such, like I said, he's such an, a good guy and, like, he's so, he's so team first, such a team first guy that you want to do so much for him, right? He's, uh, I think his family was uh, was here tonight too. Um, so, I think uh, overall, like, for him, it was a pretty, pretty good day. And for your, the penalty kill is just continue to build. New Jersey's one of the best power plays in the yeah. game. You didn't really give him much. What was the key to success in the PK Um I think we were connected. We were really off, off each other really well, and that's what we've been kind of building at, um, not being robots and not just going from point A to point B, but re read off each other, read the play, and if you think you can go, just go, and, and putting pressure, not not giving them as much time and space, and um, I think we did a really good job. We blocked a lot of shots tonight. Uh, that's that's a key for a PK. If we don't block a lot, it's going to be it's gonna be tough to uh, to be to be consistent, but uh, no, overall, I think your PK was solid. We just got to keep building. Can you guys uh, had to climb out of the hole? You guys are back to five back to you what does that mean uh it's good it's it's really good i don't think a lot of people would have, would have thought that uh seven games ago um 
but it just shows that we have the team to do it. Yeah, we have the team to, you know, to, to make playoffs. We have the team to go all the way. We just got to do it every day. You know, it's every day. It's in practices and in games. It's not just all right. There's a game. We flip the the switch and and we go. It's 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 a habit, and um, I think we've we've turned the the boat around, and we've we keep building. Our confidence is going to get better and better. Yeah, certainly going in the right direction now for the Oilers. Seven straight wins, 4-1 this afternoon over the Devils. You'll hear from Darnell Nurse when we bring you back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. On the left side to Nugent Hopkins. Into the corner, McDavid to Nugent Hopkins. Top of the circle, left side. To Bouchard on the blue line, on the right to Dreisaitl. Looks on the right wing. Back to the point, Bouchard. One-timer, scores! What a shot by Evan Bouchard! And the Oilers are up 2-0. The Bouch bomb strikes again. That's the game winner this afternoon. Bouchard on the power play. He has an 11-game point streak. Oilers beat the New Jersey Devils 4-1. Let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Darnell Nurse. Just start with a thought on uh, on your goaltender. Hasn't seen a ton of action here. Comes in and gives you a game like that. Yeah, no, he was unbelievable. Obviously, he's uh, yeah. stayed ready. It shows all the work that he's been been putting in, and um, you know, came out made some huge saves for us, and uh, especially down that down the line there at the end. And um, it was awesome to see. We, uh, we often hear he's very popular, and you can see it too. Uh, what, what, what kind of makes him so so popular in, in joining the group? And and you see him do what he does out there, but it seems like behind the scenes he, he gets along well with everyone. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, you know how he gets along with with everyone. It's just uh, the way he carries himself, and you know he's always uh, asking guys questions on how they're doing and, and whatnot, and has a good uh, good grasp of, of everyone in the room. I think that's what makes him so special as a, as a teammate, and uh, very fortunate to have him here. Minnesota didn't give up very much. And today, up until you know, you're up three nothing. Then they pushed a little bit. But just talk about the overall team defense and, and how stingy it's been as of late. Yeah, I mean, we're we're making teams come through five guys, and then uh, obviously our goalies have made some some huge saves at, at big moments. I think uh, you know the commitment to defense uh, throughout the whole group is you know, it's shown. It's the reason why we're in the position uh, and climbing our way out of the the spot that we we're in because uh, you know we've really committed and buttoned down the defensive side, and, and that's not so much just sitting back, you know. It's just playing a more simple game offensively uh, and, you know, sensing danger when, when things aren't, uh, you know, maybe going to bounce in the right direction. No, we're not taking that chance. Uh, we're, we're having guys back and making teams come through five. I mean, seeing the penalty kill is better the last three weeks to one. Yeah, no, I think um, you know, it comes down to you know, the details of the game. Obviously, every, every team has a distinctive killer a way that they want to kill but a lot of it comes down to, to instinct and and having a lot of reps together I think you know you look at the pairs and um, not only defensively but offensively they go out there and guys are, are beginning to get uh, you know a little more chemistry knowing where each other are on the ice and um, you know the best kills in the league you know Gully and, and, and Stu I was talking about you know instinctual um, and, and for us for to be more instinctual and, and reading off each other and you know uh, knowing when to pressure what not to I think that's it's been coming along, and obviously we've had some success, and we got to continue to, to build on it. You mentioned the climb; you guys are at 500 now. What, what does that mean at this point? I mean, the sun, the sun maybe will come up tomorrow, uh, but no, for for us, I think just 
you know, knowing that we've played some good hockey and, and won a lot of games in a row. Um, but uh, with the position that we put ourselves in, we can't get complacent. Uh, we got to continue to stay hungry and push ourselves more and more to not only compete at, at the level that we're at, but I think we still have uh, steps and room that we can grow as a team. So um, it's been been great to you know climb and get to this spot. But like uh, like I said, we have a lot of work yet to do. For your game specifically, Darnell, like what what do you what do you really like about the, what you're doing right now? What you have in your game? Yeah, I think just you know first and foremost, just starts with my legs. Um, you know. Not, not even just jumping into plays, but find myself in good spots uh, defensively and able to break up plays. And um, you know, obviously, the you know being given more and more opportunity to go out there and, and play, um, it's been it's been good for me just to you know, like I said, it all starts with my legs and, and getting back to you know the player that's uh, hard to play against. And I think that uh, doesn't always come with the physical aspect of punching people in the face or whatnot. It's, it's more so just being in, in areas and disruptive. And I think uh, it's been been good. And like I said, like like our team game, there's still more room to grow as this season goes on. You've gone a long way back on that back check to not the puck. You sure had the rebound there. Mm-hmm. You skated a long way back. Yeah. Back play there. Oh, yeah. The legs, the legs feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, uh, the legs feel good. So I think that's, uh, you know, you, you want to go out there and, I mean, like my game, just want to play with instinct and, and, and feel the game and, and play the game and not think too much. And I feel like that's uh, the point I'm at. I'm not sure if it's just just me, but are you guys using a little in the middle of the ice a little bit more? Like, just seems things breaking out a little bit smoother through the middle of the ice. I don't know if that's been a yeah. focus lately. It seems to me that's a little, they're a little more down now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I mean, our, our decor, there's been multiple guys talked about just, um, you know, being creative and, and making plays coming over zone a lot of times um, when you're not doing that you, you resort to just going off the boards and um, you know the, the confidence to make plays with our group I think is has been a lot higher as of late and that uh, has opened up the middle of the ice Thanks to Brendan Escott for getting the post-game audio from the Oilers dressing room. Seven straight for the Oilers. 4-1 over the Devils this afternoon. Next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Tuesday, Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks in town. 6.30 face-off show. Puck will drop at 8. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.